This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Hey there. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm the other host, Lance Wackerly. You know, Lance, I think I'm going to have to change that uh, intro there because it says America's source and we're now the world source. So we should change that. Yeah. Uh, we're going to start getting email complaints from all our listeners abroad. Well, I don't want to alienate any of the aliens who listen to the show. Yeah, you shouldn't alienate the aliens, although they're not getting into this country. Hell no. That's for damn sure. Tell it to the wall, bitches. <laughs> so how you doing, man? Good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm pumped. Ready for this podcast. Number 20. Have you uh, seen Da Vinci's Chode yet? Oh, funny you should ask that. Well, we actually tried to go see that this afternoon. It was sold out. <laughs> Like dumbasses that try to see a big movie opening right. on the weekend. On the and, first, first weekend. And uh, yeah, I was like um, ready to go see it. And then I realized that it was Da Vinci's Code. Oh. Not Da Vinci's Chode. Like you you told went me to the before. wrong theater? Yeah, I, 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 was, I was completely mistaken. Sorry I wanted about to that, see dude. Da Vinci's Chode. Right. Well, I wanted to ask, you know, if it was wider than it was long. Well, you know, I was wondering about how many people out there even know what a Chode is. I didn't. I had to look it up. Or ask your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's like, I'm sitting here. You, you told me, you're like, hey, did you go see Da Vinci's Chode yet? And I was like, Da Vinci's Chode? And I'm thinking, Chode? What the hell's a Chode? I haven't heard that word since like 1988. I used to say it on Beavis and Butt all the time. Yeah, you used to Which call is where we get most of our material from. Yeah, well, most of my humor comes from that show. <laughs> well, so my girlfriend's like, you don't know what a Chode is? It's a dick that's wider than it is long. And she's looking at me and starts laughing. I'm like, I don't have a chode. I'm not hung like a tuna can. <laughs> like a, a hockey can puck. Of tuna. <laughs> yeah, hung like a hockey puck. Those are Canadians. Canadians are hung like that. I wonder if Da Vinci had a chode. That's what I wanted to ask you. That's why I wanted to know if you'd saw, you saw it or not. Well, no, we tried. It was sold out. All right. Well, maybe next week I'll ask you again. I think Tom Hanks shows his chode, though, to the Audrey Tattoo chick, that hot French girl. Uh-huh. I would. She can't handle it. No. Yeah. She can't handle Hank's chode. Well, I'll give you an update next week. Hopefully, I'll be able to go see it. Great. Thanks, man. But as I mentioned before, it's podcast 20. We're um, almost to the milestone 25th podcast, which we're going to have a special show for that one. The arbitrary milestone. The arbitrary milestone. The silver, silver anniversary podcast. Yeah. It's a big big one. But podcast 20 is pretty big. It's it's 20 episodes. I like it. And there's, uh, once again, there's a wealth of good articles this week so uh ton. yeah ton and it, it was difficult for me to narrow it down but i found a couple things to note that i wanted to talk about before i um unveil my article that's going to kick your ass this week i think you kicked my ass last week too right? oh, i totally did but my article this week's gonna slay you that dude was savage but i read something kind of cool do you hear about that new film it's not as cool as the da vinci chode no well, maybe it is it actually sounds like it might be cooler. But did you read about that new film called The Bridge, about the suicides on the Golden Gate Bridge? I heard about it, yeah. Well, so I want to see it. So San Francisco's landmark, the Golden Gate Bridge, is one of the most high-profile suicide spots in the world. Yeah, it's one of America's great landmarks. Yeah, but it's also like, out of all those spots in the world to commit suicide, it's one of the most popular ones. I think it's also the most easy as part of it. Hmm. Um. I mean, you've well, been, you've been there, right? You just walk right out, and there's like a two-foot fence. And that's it. You could just climb right over it. Well, that's what I was wondering. Like, what are the other spots that people like commit suicide from? Like the Empire State Building? Um. Well, but the Empire State Building has a big barrier. Like, 
So I've can not, you climb over the barrier? I mean, maybe you could, but it'd be very difficult, and they would somebody would see you before you did it. What about the Statue of Liberty? I don't. I've never been in the Statue. Yeah, I've never been, I've never <laughs> been to either can... one of those, so I don't know. But but the Golden Gate Bridge, I guess, in 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 terms of like easy places to commit suicide, it's got to be the easiest. Be one the, yeah, one of the, one of the easiest. I mean, it's like you can just walk across that. Yeah. Do you have to pay to walk across it? No. I don't even think so. You can just walk across it, and there's just a railing. It's like four feet high. And there's tons of people walking out there, so it's not like you walking out there is going to cause any alarms. But do you think most people do it during the day, or do you think they jump at night? I think they do it during the day. I did read something once that there's like a psychological profile of the person who wants to commit suicide off the Golden Gate Bridge, and part of it's sort of... You know the glory, and you're like looking out at the ocean. Uh, it's just beautiful. The spirit. Yeah, moves it's a you. it's a spectacle. You're trying to make a spectacle. I guess it'd be pretty cool. I'd, so you got yeah, you'd do it during the day. I would love to be walking across that bridge and see someone jump. That'd be sweet. It'd be pretty freaky. I think. Would you try to save them? No, no. I I, I seriously would not intervene. I'd be like, you know what, dude, you made the decision to jump, so be it. I might say like, "Hey, dude, don't do that," but I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go reach for dude, him. You're always concerned for the welfare of other people. If you reach Such for a humanitarian, if, if that you wackily. if you reach for him, what if he grabs your arm and you go sailing over with him? It's kind of freaky, even being out there. I got it. And you're like, when you look down, well, you, I, I it's wonder. Way though, high up. I mean, are you allowed to walk across it at night? I don't know. I think they. Sh I think they. They might shut it. it off. But I mean, yeah. you could easily sneak up there. I don't think it'd be that hard. Probably not. They don't. There's no gate that blocks it off. They might post a guard or something. I don't know. I mean, if I was going to commit suicide, I just drive my car, stop, and then walk out and jump off the off the fucking bridge. I mean, it doesn't really matter. You're all business. <laughs> yeah, I'm like business. There's business to be taken care of, and it's going to happen now. A guy named Eric Steele made this film called The Bridge, which uh, documents six suicides. It premiered just uh, recently at New York's Tribeca and San Francisco's film festival. And so I guess what he did is he set up camera crews at both sides of the bridge that connects San Francisco to the Marin Headlands. And they monitored, monitored bridge activity during all daylight hours of 2004, recorded 23 suicides. So they had like a telephoto lens and they just would sweep across back and forth. I yeah, guess. he had camera crews with telephoto lenses on both sides of zero on people who looked like they were acting erratically. And, Suspicious behavior. Yeah, pacing back and forth, being like, should I do it? Should I jump? I don't know. I was kind of surprised that he only got 23. I figured every couple months there must be one. Well, that's my question. Because they don't, it's not in the news, right? Because they don't want people to get ideas from watching the news about somebody jumps off and then somebody's like, oh, well, maybe I'll go do that. Well, that's, I guess that's kind of the point of the documentaries. He wants to raise awareness of it. And San Francisco, the Coast Guard just tries to, and the media downplays the amount of suicides that happens every year. Although yeah. I've read that the Coast Guard finds pieces of limbs, you know, floating in the water because it's it's not it's not a simple death. I mean, when you jump off that bridge, you don't just kind of you know swan dive into the water. You like land. It's like hitting concrete, right? And your body just splits apart. Yeah, so nasty. it's like yeah, it's nasty. I mean, your feet just get ripped off. Your your leg breaks in half. I've heard your organs keep moving due to the velocity and just kind of. You know, rip right through your body. That's a nice little physics problem. Yeah. But some people live. Who's lived off that? I don't know. A couple of people I've heard live. Did they try again? No. I mean, once you... All the people that I've heard that have done it and lived, they're like, oh, my God. As, as soon as I was, like, one second into the fall, I was, you know, thought it was the worst idea like, I'd ever oh, had. Oh, shit. Right. This just wasn't a good idea. 
God, I wonder how you'd live. I guess if you landed perfectly, then yeah. you'd just get really cold. Because that water's cold. There's like oh, yeah, great yeah, white yeah. sharks in there. Yep. So I don't know. But I guess the uh, film opens with eerie music and a view of a nearly two-mile-long suspension bridge at Golden Gate. Eventually, a man in jeans and a green T-shirt climbs over the four-foot-high barrier and plunges to his death. I was thinking about this. So that so that the opening shot is the bridge with some eerie music playing. You think it's Journey? Probably. San Francisco's own. Yeah, San Francisco's own Journey. Either them or uh, Jefferson Starship or just it'd Starship. Be they, it'd be great if they played Holy Diver, though. Yeah. It wouldn't I mean, really fit, be though, because, yeah. I don't know. You're diving off a bridge. He's not from San Francisco, though, Mr. Ronnie know. James Dio. I know. Eric Steele, the uh, filmmaker, said there wasn't a day that went by when he did not see a person or people who fit that description of someone acting erratically. There are days when we just watch people walk back and forth for hours waiting for someone to jump off the bridge. Do you think they're just sitting there filming and just being like, oh, we got one. Oh, that guy's still going to jump. <laughs> that on, guy's going to do, do it. it. Come on. Do it. Come on. Just do, do it. it. You know, because that's what he wants. Yeah. It's a snuff film. <laughs> that, that's I mean, what he I... can talk about how it's to raise awareness all he wants, but the night you know 99% of people that go to see this are going to see it because it's a snuff film dude people want to see people jump off the bridge yeah it's crazy i mean that's why i'd go see it that's why i want to see it yeah just i just want to close here but um this guy is saying that uh you know one of the reasons he did the film is to raise awareness he also saw parallels with the horrific images of people jumping from the burning world trade center um on september 11th 2001 during 911 he says quote this idea that the people had chosen to jump rather than die in the inferno certainly weighed in on this film. I believe that people who were choosing to jump from the bridge were doing so in order to escape, you know, their own emotional inferno. Whatever, dude. dude it's a snuff I, film. What we're is trying the, to art, art. He's trying to art it up, you know. Well, what's the relation? I mean, that, this doesn't make any sense Nothing. to me. It's like it's, it's just, not like those people were trying to commit suicide. It's like, okay, I'm either gonna burn alive right now or I'm gonna jump. Yeah. I mean, what would you do? Jump. I think I would I probably guess. jump too. It's not like they're committing suicide on purpose. I mean, yeah. they're trying to save their lives. Whereas, like, people jumping off the bridge are like, yeah, it's time to snuff it. I'm done. I'm just going to jump off the bridge. I, I don't think they're, like, burning in their emotional inferno. That's but what he says. Eric Steele. Regardless. The auteur. Regardless, it sounds like it's kind of a good, uh, it sounds like it'll be kind of an interesting film. It's called The Bridge. I'm sure it's going to be making the rounds. So you want to go check that out. Yeah. People, let me just recap the way the show works here. Sick and Wrong is a competition between me and uh, Mr. Wackerly here. We both mine the internet, finding the most repulsive articles of the week, present them to each other and to you, the listening audience, and the winner gets a case of beer. Uh, last week, I won. With um, what was that article? It was the guy that raped the baby? Crazy and, uh, idiot baby rapist who just didn't know his ass from a hole in the ground. I must have got like ten votes for that. So it, it that was, was a good one. Yeah, people, thank you for voting. Sick and wrong podcast at hotmail com. And so yeah, Lance uh, bought the case of beer this week. So uh, check out the articles this week and uh, send us a vote. Sick and wrong podcast at hotmail com and let us know which article you find most disturbing. I believe I'm kicking it off this week because. You went, last, you went last last week, and I decide that you go first this week since I lost. So since I'm starting, um, yeah, I found a uh, real winner here. It was funny. It's like, you know how sometimes you 
you, you find that article and you're like, you know what? I don't even need to look at any other articles because this is the one. Yeah. Well, I had that feeling about this one. Hooked on a feeling. Here's my article. It's uh, from the New York Times. Happened last Monday. Butchery in the Bronx is a headline. Uh, drug beef prods man to kill and carve up his boss. Police uh, led Victor Gonzalez back to his Bronx apartment where he allegedly killed and brutally butchered his boss. He's an ex-butcher from the Bronx, and I guess he expertly <laughs> carved up his boss and then dumped the mutilated remains along several streets in the neighborhood. And uh, to the dismay of some of the neighbors who actually found the body parts and then called the police. Uh, Victor Gon Gonzalez confessed to the cops that he bashed his boss, Wilfredo Pintos, 36 years old, in the head with a hammer during a argument about marijuana. It's, it's a happened. gateway drug. It's a gateway drug. Look, what's ha look what happens. So Gonzalez is a roofer who trained to be a butcher in his native Puerto Rico. But he was working as a roofer in the Bronx. He boasted to cops that he used three boning knives to fillet Pintos's corpse inside the apartment. He was sort of proud of his handiwork, of his nice clean lines, and the clean cutting of the joints. I guess he was bragging about it. You know, That's he, how they do it in Puerto Rico, I guess. The man has skills. Yeah. I mean, what can you say? He, he's able to chop it up. He told cops, uh, Gonzalez was 44 years old, he told cops that Pintos was too big to fit in the bathtub, so he laid him on white sheets and just started cutting. The white sheets were so bloody, he said they looked like Russian flags. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get the reference there. It's a red flag, right? But this is my favorite part about it. So after he bashed him in the head and cut him up into pieces, Gonzalez first tried to borrow a neighbor's shopping cart to remove <laughs> the parts from the third floor home, which is just kind of cracks me up because it's like, first of all, who has a shopping cart? I don't know. A homeless man. Yeah. So I wonder if this guy like went up to some homeless guys like, hey, dude, you mind if I take out your uh, belongings and yeah. borrow your... That's the, that's the problem with a homeless dude's shopping cart. It's full of crap, like yeah. overflowing with crap. Well, know? it's kind of like an RV for homeless yeah, guys. I was going to say. <laughs> that's kind of what it is. I mean, they drive... That's everything they own is in that sh in that shopping cart. And the really well-to-do homeless people, sometimes they'll have two shopping carts. But this might be a neighbor. Oh, yeah, that's that's when you have, like, two... That's like when you have the Winnebago yeah. 500, you know? Yeah. Winnebago 5000. S-Class. But um, I guess the neighbor turned him down without knowing why he wanted the cart. Gonzalez then allegedly... <laughs> just, just, he's just a dick. No. <laughs> he's just no, like, fuck no, you. You can't borrow my cart, you bloody man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, like, covered in blood. What are you wearing, Sorry, a dude. Russian flag there? <laughs> Gonzalez uh, then allegedly carried the five bags of flesh and a bag holding the bloody sheets and clothing outside one by one, where he proceeded to dump the bags around the I just imagine like a, a pack of stray dogs just trickling him. Following the guy, and just blood Barking. just dripping down the street. Yeah. Um, I guess Angel Romano, one of the neighbors, found a severed arm on, a, on an avenue in the Bronx, and he said it was from the elbow down with just a plastic bag over it. Um, Romano said it was a clean cut. The guy obviously knew what he was doing. <laughs> I just love how everyone's yeah. complimenting his Everybody's butchery. Everybody's an expert in uh, butcher skills out there. So let me give you a quick little bit of background here because this is kind of funny. Because you're wondering, like, how does something like this happen? You know, what what precipitates this? I mean, what, what causes a man to bash some guy in the head? Yeah, it's like an argument over weed. I mean, I've smoked pot many a times. I've never once wanted to bash, like, someone on my pot-smoking buddy over the head. What about when somebody like spills the bong water on your carpet? That's kind of annoying. 
Yeah, he deserves to get at least a couple fingers chopped off for that. Yeah. Bastard. But not completely cut up. No, not completely cut up. So what was this argument? Well so about? there so there's some there's some backstory here that I think is key. It's integral to the the reason why he killed him. Gonzalez had been feuding with Pintos for quite some time. The two men both worked for Imperial Roofing Company. And the brawny Pintos, who's Pintos the guy that was murdered, is obviously a pretty big dude. He's a big guy. guy. He enjoyed punching the smaller Gonzalez (laughs) in the head. Mm. So I think they hung Mm -hmm. out a lot, and uh, he used to punch him in the head. So Pintos was a bully. Yeah. You know, and there's only so much bullying a man can take. Don't bully the butcher. Yeah, exactly. Something you can take away from this. So Pintos also recently started dating Gonzalez's former girlfriend, Sandra Estrada. So this was Gonzalez's roommate and former girlfriend, Pinto, started dating. So not only did he used to beat him up, he also took his woman. Insult added to injury. It's like pouring salt on the wound, you know. So the three of them were partying in uh, the girl's apartment when a fight over marijuana turned violent. It's the straw that broke the camel's back. Well, I think Gonzalez was just like, I said, puff, puff, give, motherfucker. (laughs) Can I say... He was bogarting. Can I say it sounds like the straw that broke the wetbacks back? (laughs) (laughs) Enough with the racist comments. Sorry, God, shipping you to Puerto Rico. I guess um, Estrada, the girlfriend, told cops she had gotten up to use the bathroom, and when she returned, she found Gonzalez just bashing Pintos in the head with his hammer. Gonzalez then locked Estrada in another room as he butchered the body and uh, bagged the remains. Um, that's what she told cops. Five hours later, she escaped from the apartment, ran outside screaming, he killed my boyfriend. He cut him up and put his body in a bag right there. My old she boyfriend yelled. killed my new boyfriend, <laughs> my roommate. She yelled this while pointing to a garbage can in the alley. Cops then tracked down Gonzalez. Apparently it wasn't too difficult. And they took him back to the scene of the bloodbath where he kind of boasted about what he did, walked them through the grisly scene and uh, took him to all the body parts. I guess uh, when a reporter here that wrote the article said he tried to question the girlfriend, she just waved off questions saying, I want my boyfriend. I want my boyfriend back. I think she's going to have to buy him um, by the pound. Yeah, she might be able to find her boyfriend's back. <laughs> Maybe a couple <laughs> or a feet. a couple different pieces yeah. somewhere. I don't a know. part of his back. Maybe she can get a bargain. Like She can get like a shank. Yeah, what does that go like for a, per pound? I don't know. This guy's pretty big. Five ninety nine per pound? Uh, well, you know what I was thinking? It's like, how do you have a funeral for this guy? Hmm. I mean, if you're the mortician, there's not much you can really do. I guess some super glue. You know, get duct some tape. super glue and some duct tape uh, and just go have at it. They can work wonders, man. Well, on the sick and wrong scale, I'm going to have to give this kind of high, judging by the mutilation and the uh, the murder and just the atrocity of the crimes. I'm going to have to give it a nine. A nine? Dude, the guy bashed him in the head and then proceeded to per- like precisely chop the guy up using his butcher skills. Then distributed the body in bloody bags. I'm going to have to give it a nine. Mm. What are you giving? I'm going to give it like a 7.8. I think that's what I always give everything. 7.8. Yeah, I don't think I've ever gotten an eight. Maybe last it's week one, It's one guy it's killing one other guy. You know, The chopping up is good and the, the boasting is good, but... Dude, there's a lot of chopping. All right. How about an 8.2? All right, I'll take that. You convinced me. Um, We invite you to email us, and uh, yeah, let us know what you think of that story.
But uh, right now, I give the floor over to Lance Wackerly, his article. I'm ready. Let's go. Okay. Um, so people have been accusing us <laughs> of being a little <laughs> racist or something. I, I don't feel that we are. We're just, you know, poking fun at, at the world and how crazy people are. Yeah, but comments like... You know, breaking the straw that yeah, broke yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need doesn't to... quite exactly help. Sometimes I can't control myself, okay? <laughs> but I'm going to atone for all my past transgressions in this area. Well, if you think about it, it's not like we're singling out any one race. I well, mean, we, we pretty much do the whole spectrum. We ridicule the entire spectrum of humanity. I'm going to atone with this story because this story is from my ancestral motherland of Scotland. Ooh, Scottish, eh? Um... So this is from uh, Scotland, like I said, an area called uh, Lothia or something like that. West Lothian. Um, so police have launched an investigation into the case of a Lothian schoolgirl who is set to become Britain's youngest mom. The girl fell pregnant aged 11 after having <laughs> sex with a 15-year-old on a drunken night out with friends in Edinburgh last August. 11 years old. The guy, the 15-year-old, has been charged with statutory rape, even though yeah, he's, he's, he's a, only yeah, 15. He's a minor. I guess there's an age difference thing in there that they can just charge him with it. But, I think uh, she liked his kilt. So this is how a Scotsman do it. <laughs> he impregnate <laughs> 11-year-old girls. A bonnie lassie. Um, the girl uh, told a national newspaper in Scotland, uh, or Britain, I guess, the UK, that she was really excited to be having a baby. Her mother said she was proud of her daughter. I'm really proud my girl will be a mom. Uh, the mom's 34 years old and has six kids. So she must have it start, started having kids when she was like, what? Well, I guess it's not She's bad. She's 36 20... years old and she has six kids. So she could have a, if she had a kid every year. Kid she, every couple years. Maybe 28 years, or yeah. 25. So that's pretty, you know, that's normal, I guess, for women to have uh, children. But uh, yeah, her daughter's 11. Um, the girl's now 12 and the kid's about to be born. Uh, like uh, any week now. Um, so the girl, uh, she smokes up to 20 rolled up cigarettes a day and started oh, drinking God, dude. Started drinking when she was 10 years old. Um, well, her, she must be pretty hot. I don't know. I'm just, no, I'm just picturing this haggard-looking Scottish woman. Well, she's not a woman. She's 11 years All old. Right, this haggard-looking Scottish like you know, girl. Her youngest brother, so this, when this so girl... So what's jailbait in Scotland? Seven? I guess so. Her youngest brother, the girl's youngest brother, is just eight months old, which means he will become an uncle before he is one. <laughs> That's kind of cool. She talks about how it happened that night. You know, she was out drinking. Uh, I slept with him because I was drunk and because I wanted to. I don't regret it because if I had not had sex with him, I wouldn't have had my baby. <laughs> Was she trying to go for the record? I think so. Maybe she had Guinness out or something. She probably drank a lot of Guinness when, before this happened. So she was drunk, had sex with a 15-year-old. This article is just ridiculously long, so I can't read through the whole thing. But there's the abbreviated some, version. Yeah. I knew straight away that I couldn't have an abortion because that's something I don't believe in. Nice. I guess she doesn't have any qualms about, you know, premarital <laughs> sex or... You know, just sex before she's even ever had a period. Or drinking at the age of 10. Yeah, I know. I didn't even think you could knock up a girl that's 11. Well, I think it's right on the line there, right? She's proving it to be the case that you can. I guess can. if there's grass in the ballpark. She says she can give up smoking at any time, but she doesn't find that it affects her pregnancy. <laughs> she's a scientific expert, this 11-year-old girl. 
She doesn't drink anymore, though. I assume she's going to start again once the baby's born. I bet you she's still eating haggis. Yeah. Um, that's about it. <laughs> so this girl's 11 years old. So who said this is a record for the country? Uh, the the article. There's another girl uh, in Dorset, England, wherever that is. I don't know. Who uh, had a had a kid when she was 12 years and nine months old. And so this girl just. But this um, girl's just sliding one in up underneath to record. There. Yeah, she's one upping it by maybe a couple months or something. By being 11. Yeah, 11 years old, having the kid, you know. You, you know that kid's just going to have a fine life. Oh, yeah. Well, it's <laughs> being born into a giant Catholic family, right? Um, so the church, the Catholic church, you know, so the whole area is all up in arms. It's just ridiculous, you know. The Catholic church's co- comment is that uh, they're just pissed about Scotland's increasingly promiscuous culture. <laughs> this girl should have had an abortion. Dude, I've seen some of those Scottish chicks. I don't find them all that hot. You don't dig the red hair? Yeah, I I don't know, man. Fire crotch? The red, yeah, the fire crotch and just, they're burly. They're burly women. See, I'm genetically programmed to be attracted to the red hair. Yeah, I guess it's in your genetic mapping. Right. It's part of your genome. But still, seriously, would you be attracted to a redheaded that's 11 years old? If I was 15, (laughs) maybe. I guess. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess they start early in Scotland. I wonder how the 15-year-old kid thinks about this. Like, wow, I have a son. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I wonder if he's going to want to play Pokemon with me. <laughs> <laughs> he's like 15 years old. I mean, who's going to raise this kid? Apparently, Imagine... the, the, the girl's parents are very committed. They're just so happy that their 11-year-old's having a kid, and they're fully supporting her, and they support her decision not to have an abortion. Uh, Dude, I guess the Catholic Church doesn't like all the promiscuity, but, you know, they're just glad that this 11-year-old... Did I say she's 11 yet? <laughs> he mentioned that. ...is going to have the kid and not have an abortion. She hasn't quit smoking either, which cracks me up. Maybe she was just trying to self-abort. I wonder if that 15-year-old had a chode. Um... I wonder if you even had any pubes. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I did. It I wonder if she has pubes. I, you know, it, it, it would surprise me. Think of it like this: You're 31, right? Yeah. Imagine if your mom was 41. It would be weird. It'd be really weird. It would be weird. And she's only yeah yeah. I mean, she's gonna be 11 years older than her child. So I already said the Catholic Church is pissed. Well, they're not really pissed. I guess they're happy she's not having an abortion. But they're, you know, pissed off that just Scotland's become this big sex pot. So then they also interview some, like, social workers who are obviously more reasonable. And one of them says, uh, I hope that this incident will draw attention to failings that have allowed such a young girl to go out on a night out, get drunk, get pregnant, (laughs) yet seemingly being ignorant about the risks and consequences. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. She probably doesn't even, has never even learned about birth control. No, I mean, I mean, it just amazes me that a Scottish kid at, I don't think at she's ten al- years old can go out and get drunk. What the hell is happening in this society? And how can how can her mom allow her to smoke twenty cigarettes a day? That can't be good for your health. I don't know. Well, what are white trash called in Scotland? Chavs. Chavs. Chavies. These must be chappies. Yeah, you're or packies. Right. Aren't they called packies? I don't know. That's from another movie that I never saw that you told me about. No, it's that movie with Brad Pitt, Snatch. I think it's Parkies. I think Parkies. With the, yeah, he was the, saying uh, Packies. Packies are are Pakistani people. Well, that's rather sick and wrong. I think yeah. that uh, definitely ranks just because of her age. It's got to rank pretty high on the sick and wrong scale. Although there was no murder and no butchery, so I'm going to have to give that. 
a 7.5. I'm giving it an 8. You're giving it an 8? I just wanted to prove to everybody that I can also take my own medicine. I, I think I think that's fair. I think it's very judicious of you because you're you're here. You're not singling out another race. You're like this is my own. This is my people. Yeah, I mean so, genetically, these are your people. This is how we do the stick and wrong. This bullshit. is where you came from. Yes. So um yeah, you're you're not po- not for, my mom wasn't eleven. I didn't come from an eleven year old, but yeah, but you lost your virginity at what twelve? <laughs> <laughs> you wish proudly. <laughs> All right. Well, people, we we uh, invite you to vote as to uh, which article is the most uh, sick and wrong this uh, week here at Podcast Twenty. I don't want people to be uh, their judgment to be skewed just that your uh, story had a murder in it. Oh, cry those tears. Mine, my story is the I'm not si- gonna wipe sick and tears. wrong, sick and wrong beginning of life story. So I think it should be you know get a couple bonus points just for being off the beat and off the track of what we normally do well take it in perspective people give us a vote sick and wrong podcast at hotmail.com and you can decide who will get the case of beer next week remember people life is sick and wrong from the beginning to the very end yeah you don't have to murder your boss and cut him up into small pieces no in order to be sick and wrong yes you can also fuck an 11 year old One thing I wanted to get to is uh, we, we've been getting inundated with listener email, as Which usual. Is a good thing. As usual, and, the, and it's kind of become like the norm here on uh, Sick and Wrong is at the end we kind of discuss a couple of the emails of note. Um, one in particular that I thought was kind of funny, we had someone call in and criticize the show. And I, I'm always open to that. People send us an email and let us know what you think we're doing wrong, as if we're really going to pay any attention to it. But my favorite thing is that this guy's main piece of constructive criticism for us was, quote, first, I can't take the force belching into the microphone. My mother used to belch at us kids, and I simply think sometimes I'd rather not listen to that. So he's asking us not to belch anymore here on Sick and Wrong. First of all, dude, it's not forced. It's perfectly natural belching. <laughs> we're drinking beer. What happens we're when drinking, you drink beer? We're drinking cheap beer. Yeah, shitty beer, MGD. It's all about, I mean, you're lucky you're just hearing the belches. <laughs> you, should yeah, hear what, you should hear the next day where it's coming out, okay? Yeah, you don't want to hear what's coming out on the other end, but maybe maybe, maybe we can send him the email or something like a, a little MP3 in there or something. <laughs> I'd, say we, I'd say we bottle it in a jar and mail it to him. But, but smell what cast. I, what I kept thinking, this show is called Sick and Wrong, and there's a couple of snide assholes like ourselves that are sitting here doing a show called Sick and Wrong. Of course, burping is inherent. It's part of the show. It's like calling up one of the Jesus shows and being like, hey, man, could you please not talk about the Virgin Mary? It's one of our... <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's integral to the show. Plus, it's one of the, you know, it's a key part of our immense comedic talents. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bodily functions. The burping. It's subtlety. That's what I've always thought. Right. So, um, in conclusion, Ted, thank you for sending that uh, piece of constructive, constructive criticism but uh, yes, I think it will go unheeded. Although we haven't belched this this podcast, and I'm self conscious about it. I did. Okay. 
But maybe I'll edit it out just for Ted. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to sound like his mother. Maybe we could send him a special <laughs> personalized podcast, and we'll just bleep out all the burps. I wonder if Ted's mom's eleven years older than he is, and, and that's why she could burp so well. Yeah. Moving on. She's a trooper. Um, moving on. We got another email from another guy, a guy named Andy, who told us that he enjoys the show. He was doing a nine-hour flight, and he listened to a sick and wrong marathon, and he said he uh, kept laughing and farting at the same time. And I guess I could see that when you laugh, you know, your your rectal muscles contract, your sphincter opens, and you fart. Right. I, I could see That's that. That's what I do. Well, he did it to the utter chagrin of the passenger sitting next to him. It might have been Ted. It could have been. <laughs> been. I guess really um, he um, ended this email by saying, the smell says it's funny. And I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Thank that you That should for be that. our new logo, our motto. Not logo, motto. Yeah, the smell says it's funny. Sick and wrong podcast. That's good. Yeah. The smell says it's funny. Thank you, Andy. Catchy. Right, we might be able to use that. And then finally, uh, just because I've been telling this kid that I'm going to do this, this kid keeps emailing us. Nice guy. He has his own podcast, and he wanted us to plug him for some reason. I think he's under the false impression that Sick and Wrong is a very popular podcast. Yeah. I don't know that we have millions of listeners. Well, maybe we do. But um, anyways, he wants us to he wants us to plug his, his uh, podcast. And so I was like, all right, you know, we can, we can discuss this kid's podcast. He's a good guy. I think he's been one of he's our... He's rather aggressive. He's been it, one though. of our fans for like since the beginning, I think, or early, early on, right? Yeah, and, and the, you know, I mean, we, we have to, um, you know, lend credence to that. I mean, it's definitely something that, you know, that, that bears mentioning is because, you know, he's been listening for a long time. He enjoys the podcast. And, and you know what? I went and I checked out his podcast. It's called Godcast. So you can search for it on iTunes? You can search for it on iTunes. Just go in, type in Godcast. But don't be confused by the other Godcast. Because I was trying to find it, and I went on iTunes, I looked, and there's another Godcast that's actually a Christian podcast. Jesus Freaks? It's a bunch of holy rollers. Yeah, you don't want to listen own. to that, people. Well, that's what I was going to email the kid back and be like, are you aware that there's a bunch of holy rollers, Bible thumpers with the same name as your podcast? You know, maybe you should call your Satancast. It doesn't sound as good, though. No, Godcast just is more of a play on words, but, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I was looking at it, and I, at first I started listening to it. I'm like, is this guy a Jesus freak, and he's emailing us because he likes Jesus? And then I saw that there's another Godcast underneath by a guy named Greg, uh, Greg Rolich. I think that's what he says in the in the uh, podcast. So if you do pod Godcast, do a search for Godcast Greg Rolich, you'll you'll see his uh, podcast. Right. And so I listened to a few of them. It's a pretty good podcast. I like it. I mean, he's he's a younger kid. And he does this um, kind of a, it's kind of like a diary. It's like a stream of consciousness ramblings, but he's pretty funny. And he's short. Funny. It's pretty short too, right? Yeah, it's Each only five one. minutes. It's only five minutes, and um, he's just talking about like being in high school and um, growing up somewhere on the East Coast. I think my my big concern when I was that age in high school, you know, I hated high school, and I just was trying to get laid. And had you have no idea how to get laid when you're that age, and and I hope that was uh, my prime directive as well. Right, you're it just, didn't work out too well. It's wired in, but uh, well, because you your friends are getting laid. So let, I want to give this guy a piece of advice: podcasting is not going to be a big hit with the seventy-year-old ladies. <laughs> Seventeen, <laughs> sorry, not so, 70, seventy. Maybe years old. Yeah, I think you might be able to hit some of those. They'll take anything. So, yeah, doing a podcast, listening to this podcast or any other podcast, just being at your computer in general is a big turnoff for uh, teenage Wait, Lance, girls. are you saying that if um, if uh, young Greg here from Godcast went up to a girl and was like, hey, uh, 
but listen to Sick and Wrong. You want to spread open those legs? <laughs> I don't think it's going to work, dude. Dude, I think girls would crack their pelvis trying to get at him if they find out he's listening to Sick and Wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. No, I think I am wrong and sick. But um, the, the, one, the key point to what you're saying, I, I totally agree. You're 17 years old, kid. You still have your fucking youth. Mm-hmm. Use it. Go out there and be in a band. Go out there and, I don't know, become a DJ or something and get ass. You're 17. Yeah. When you're 30 and you're old and perverted like myself, you got to pay for it. Right. You know, it's, it's like it, we're not getting laid from this podcast. I mean, I think we have a bunch of, you know, uh, uh, several prepubescent fans that email us. Right. And, and that's kind of nice. But the, 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 the fact that you're 17 and you're at home doing one of these is kind of it's it's slightly disquieting. I, I think this kid should go out and get laid rather than staying at home in his room doing a podcast. Yeah. And Maybe that, he can do. I mean, just take care of that and then do the podcast. And then talk about getting laid. Yeah. But I see the podcast as hindering. Like, when I when I was that age, I was collecting comic books. And yeah. I wish somebody would have told me, dude, get out of the freaking comic book store. <laughs> Did you see any girls here? No. Yeah, no, that, that's, a, that's a good point. I was playing video games. I wish someone had told me, hey, here's a guitar. Learn how to play it, and you'll get some ass. Yeah. And you, that's use your time. Use your time wisely. But you know what? Though, the we we don't advice. know how much ass this guy Greg gets. He might be some kind of super stud big muff. Yeah, we're all trying know? to tell him what what to do. Oh, we're we're hypothesizing we? about it. Yeah, exactly. But I, I'm just saying, you know, and I agree with with uh, with Wackerly over here. Is that yeah? You're 17. You have your youth. You're not going to get laid from a podcast. Go get laid. Yeah, that's where you should be. Con- you know, focusing most of your effort. But people, go check out his podcast in the meantime. I like it. Godcast. Uh, you can just do a search on iTunes for uh, Godcast by Greg. It's kind of cool. Well, stay tuned for Sick and Wrong, episode number 21. It's going to be coming out next week. Uh, I think we have a, um, a video game that we're going to have to talk about. Right. We're, doing, we're, we're researching it right now. It's a rather sick and wrong video game that's available for download on the internet. So, uh, yeah, make sure you tune in to uh, podcast... 21, which is coming out next week. Until then, take it sleazy. Thanks for listening, Greg.